listen to subscribe to the table of truth on itunes spotify stitcher and google podcasts welcome everybody to blurred lines this is your man cam with me as always is the other cam the last action negro the woke kaji the most respected hater on the planet earth and the galaxy as well as hey yo this is josh aka the dark lord of the caribbean sith known as dark coconut and always trying to keep us a little bit more villainy who else this, is left this is lord professor d of the house more goth second of my name speaker of the nerds scourge of imbeciles and breaker of pop culture and mediocre chains today we're talking about the ring oh the lord of the rings rings of power so this wrapped up, you know, we finally all got to see all the episodes and all that stuff. You know, it was running parallel along with uh, House of Dragons. And I think it was interesting because we were kind of like, all right, let's 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 watch separate each one of them. So we have one a good type review on, on Rings of Power and a good type review on House of Dragon, which will be coming up next. But fellas, what did you guys think of your uh, oh, I would say overall reaction for Rings of Power um, just in general? We'll start with you, Josh. In general, it was trash. Now, um, it was good. I, I thought I, so. It was okay. I think that and and high okay. Um, I think the biggest problem that they have, the single biggest problem they have, is pacing. The pacing is very uneven. Um, I feel like there are a couple of story, a couple of story arcs that got way more airtime and are way further out in front of the rest of the the other uh story arcs uh namely the the Numenor and um and the elven plots are are a good ways out in front and then everything else is trailing noticeably behind it in terms of plot development in terms of character development in terms of just general movement. Um, there's a lot of stuff. I think there was a couple. There are a couple episodes where everything was jogging in place, and I think those were unique opportunities to get those other storylines to catch up, and they didn't take advantage of it. They just kind of just yeah, just jogged in place, and you know that that was a little disappointing. I was hoping that the Harfoot thing would move a little further along. Um, but I think that, in my opinion, that, that arc is either there's not a lot there and they really just jogged in place to sort of let it keep pace with everything else and we just haven't seen that yet. Or they're just doing a really bad job of managing story elements so that it keeps pace with everything else. Uh, the finale was cool. You know, it was good, um, I guess. Um, I think... This is going to be one of those things. I hope it's going to be one of those things where what comes after is going to inform what we've already seen and sort of build on it and make it better. Mm -hmm. I'm of the strong opinion that that's going to happen based on, you know, what little that I know, you know, synopsis wise, what I know of what's coming next. Um, It was a nice little, you know, uh, plot reveal. We finally know who Sauron is, and it wasn't who we thought it was. Um, that was that was a nice little surprise. Didn't see that coming. Um, it would have been nicer if the Harfoot storyline moved a little further along. That I would care about that <laughs> a little bit more. 
But, yeah. You know, um, overall, it was good, though. Know? It was good enough that I'll watch season two. I say that. But mm. I really, 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 really hope that they get the 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 sort of bar graph together of where um where story elements need to go and how far ahead and not let and by not letting something get so far ahead of their storylines like the dwarf thing is kind of parallel to the elf thing but then everything else is trailing way far behind yeah uh cam what do you think um there are things I agree with Josh. The pacing of certain storylines was a little uneven. Um, I don't want to say I wish I cared more for Galandriel's character arc more. I, and the reason I say that is because I believe that it's the pacing you, you and, and I'm assuming uh, D had issues with. I think it's okay. And the reason I say this is because um, because I like I don't want to compare this to uh, House of the Dragon. It's just two different things happening. Um, and like, whereas I had issues with the pacing going a little too fast for me in the House of Dragon, I understand it though. I get it because like it works. And I think this is going to pay off in season two of uh, Rings of Power because I look at it as like that whole season was like we're establishing characters. Now, granted, I've never like even in the 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 trilogy of uh, Lord of the Rings, we always wanted to go past the the Hobbits because we wanted to see what else was going on. Because the Hobbits, in the same aspect, wasn't as moving and interesting a character because they left out so many things that happened in the, with the Hobbits from the books. But if you put those things, those elements in, it doesn't make for a great movie. Um, I think what we got here is they took some liberties because in when you go back and read it, like that is an Ishtar. We don't know who that Ishtar is because all the signs say, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched it, that this is Gandalf. You know, there's things he said that are reminiscent in the, in the movies of tr trilogy that you're like, oh, this is definitely Gandalf, but he's not supposed to be there. But I'm not gonna like fault them for that. You know, it could be any, it could be uh, uh. Sauron or Saruman, you know, or one of the blue wizards, who knows, but it does, they've taken some liberties to kind of mess up the time timeline a little bit. I'm okay with that. Um, and I think they're just planting to see this whole season is slow as it did go and uneven and ebbs and flows. I think they're just laying out the complete groundwork of what we're going to see in season two. And I'm hoping it's going to pick up a little bit, the pace of pick up a little bit better and we get some more character development because there's the things that I was unanswered, like about the rings, you know, and how they were like the creation of the three rings. What are we going to get back into like seeing the other seven or the other rings that are created? Um, I did like the element, like we, we touched on the Balrog for like a split second. I thought that was going to be like a major plot line. I guess that's going to be in season two, you know, um, they seem to not want to put every egg in their basket for season one to hook you. Like Josh said, um, am I going to watch this next year? Hell yeah. Uh, but the, the, the criticism is very warranted. Um, I love the twist because I kind of wanted Halbrand to be a ring wraith. <laughs> um, but we see what he, who he truly is. Um, kind of, and, and it's kind of weird how they went in that direction um 
because I never did once believe that uh, the Ishtar was Sauron. Like, I never, it was just too obvious, but they tried to give us a red herring in the beginning of the last episode, which is cool, but, like, I was like, I wasn't buying it. Um, but there's, like, the Numenor, the Ishtar, the Elves, I love seeing that, how that's going to unfold, but we won't see that until season two. Um, very interested on how the queen, I can't even think of her name, of the Numenor moves. Um, we have some, like, this new character that we really didn't touch on, the the daughter of Isildur, or not Isildur, sister, Isildur's sister. Like, we just see her, she does something, and, like, we never get any more story about her. There's just, like, some com- incomplete storylines, so I'm, I'm going to give them a pass because it's not bad. It's just, like, it's very annoying to start something and then not finish it, but then, like, very foc- they focus on other elements like the elves, the Numenor, the wizards, and that stuff, but we kind of lackluster on the Harfoots, but we understand, if this is Gandalf, it does explain why Gandalf has an affinity towards them in the later movies, so we're getting, we're establishing that connection, especially with Nori, you know, and what that happens, what happens with her and, and whoever this person, the stranger really is, as far as the wizards is concerned. Um, criticisms, it's it very warranted. Um, like I said, the only reason that I'm, I'm sticking to it because it hasn't fully lost me. Um, I love the world building digitally, like eye opening, it's eye candy. Um, I like the potential of some of the characters and where they could go to. Um, but it is, it's very concerning to see that they, they drop a character in place and don't really expand in that and don't give a, a fleshed out version of how this character can be developed. So like, I agree with the criticism. But it, overall, like it's, I'm, I'm gonna look at it and be like, yo, I'm gonna still watch this because it hasn't turned me off. Um, I'm very interested in it. Um, I made a, I said something offline about like, uh, I was more willing to sacrifice my sleep to watch Rings of Power to see where it goes because right when it captured me, I was like, oh, okay, we got something, and then it kind of go back down. And I didn't do that for for House of Dragon, but I think that's due to because I'm just tired. Not because I didn't want to. It was more because I didn't have the capacity to like really stay up. I literally binged uh, the House of the Dragon like f- five episodes because I was stuck on uh, episode five where they finally grew up and became adults. And I watched that whole thing and I was able to do it. I was like, oh, okay, now I see why this is captivating, why this is cool. But as far as Rings of Power, it's just like, I was like, okay, I got to give it like every three episodes. It'd bring me back in. I'm like, all right, now this is getting somewhere. And I hope season two can lay a better foundation and get these character arcs going where every episode, I don't want to say not every episode, but most of the episodes would be like, all right, cool. I'm looking forward to what's next. Now I'm just waiting because I got to give them a mulligan because I'm like season two has got to do a better job of the pacing and make me care about Galandriel. Whose story is it really? You know, who are we really following? You know, so it was one of those things that kind of irked me, but not enough where I'm be like, this, this, this show is trash. Because like I said, visually, it's awesome. It's giving me what I asked for. Like, hey, I wonder what happened on that battle when they fought Sauron. Uh, how did that come about? Now we get to, hopefully, season two gets to unfold. And I like to know what happens that, uh, what's his name, Aldor, the other guy that was trying to uh, kill uh, Sauron. And Sauron has a beef with him. I don't know why. They never went into it. So hopefully, season two kind of goes into that and, and gives us some explanation about that. But overall, it's cool. Yeah, I would say. Um, oh, go ahead, Josh. 
sorry, one more thing. And it's a credit to the show that it has these flaws and you still want to watch season two. Because usually yeah. something that has pacing pacing issues to this degree, if not me, Cam would definitely be out. Be like, yo, they don't know what they're doing. I got to go. This is the stuff I got to watch. <laughs> yeah, I, I give it a C, like a C, C plus. Yeah, I would say for myself, yeah, I would say for myself, like, I enjoyed it. I watched it. So I, I I think I was up to like episode four. And then when I was hanging out with my mom, she hadn't watched any of it. So I rewatched the first four episodes with her and we just kind of chilled and stuff. And she was like, you know, all into it. And I, I, I agree. I think that like to Jangelo's credit, like he was saying, you know, when you have too many characters, you can't tell who is the main uh, protagonist and who's actually pushing the story along. And I think that they could have, they probably could have X'd out the Harfoots and the, and the fake Gandalf or the real Gandalf. And that would have actually made the story overall tighter. And if they dropped that story, maybe they put it in season two, that might have been would have would have helped it in different aspects of it. So it's like it's almost like they had too many characters like rolling around and they didn't know who they wanted to get the most star time to. Because some of the people there's I think each storyline had some pieces that were interesting, but it wasn't enough as a whole to kind of keep that together. And I think like I actually was interested in, in Galadriel's uh, kind of journey. And I did like the red. red. I like the uh, the the reveal with Halbrand because I didn't I didn't see it coming. And when I saw it, I was, it it started to come together when he was him and Celeborn were like working on the rings together. Because I was like, wait, didn't Sauron work with Celeborn to make the uh oh? <laughs> yeah, when the moment he says consider it a gift, it's yeah. it's a dead giveaway. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's when I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Also, also, I mean, if you go back, you know, and you look back at it, he was like, uh, sorry to cut you off. The apologies. Uh, he was a smith, and yes. I knew the history of him uh, having many forms and tricking. And once he started working with Celebrimbor, the game also clicked in. Because yep. if you play the game, you know the backstory of how that came about. And I'm like, all right, this is starting yep. to make too much sense. Yep. But again, my personal bias, I wanted him to be a ring wraith. But then when he, when she, when he, when she uh, ousted him, like, there's no king of the south. And I was like, oh, okay. It's yep. super obvious at this point who he really is, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I thought that was cool. And then, I mean, I mean, no, budget wise, visual wise, freaking bananas. Like, it's not even that's just you know top notch type stuff. And as a from a cost of artist fight, like they just had so much fun like developing the world visually. So that part was like, the good part. But I think uh, Josh is right on the jogging place part where you know they they did a lot of just kind of like hanging out and just chilling. <laughs> Just chilling, just hanging. Like, all right, that's cool, man. But we got we got places to go. You don't got that many episodes, son. Um, but I liked what I did like was I thought casting wise, everything was awesome. I think that was really fun. I loved, I love the dwarves. The dwarves were so awesome. Like they just they, it was really fun to, for them to flesh that world out. It was great to see all of that, you know, so because you know, we hear about it, we've read about it, so it was good to see visually how that all uh, fleshed out. Um, and I think uh not comparing like one of the things I was making sure I did the same thing was not compare it to House of Dragons because this is a lot more like positive classic good versus evil you know there's generally good people trying to do the right thing where you know House of Dragons more of a everyone's shitty just depends on what who's less shitty <laughs> um and so but I, I kind of I like I enjoyed watching it and I think I am sex sticking in for a season two but I think they got a lot of work to do uh in in, uh, in the writer's room to to to, to fish, fix up some things because yeah, I don't. I mean, they'll they'll get that second season just because you know they already committed to you know the, the, the dollars, but if they really want people to come along for the ride. Um, outside of just the hardcores, uh, hardcore people, they're gonna have a they're gonna have a tough hill to climb. Uh, D, what you thinking? 
Hmm. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. No, 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 no. I'm not going to read buzz from popcorn. No, 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 no. I'm not no, going right. to re-adjudicate. Sounded ominous, that. bro. Well, look, I I won't re-tread on all the things that you guys have said because I happen to agree with mostly all of it. Um, I think if this show, you know, frankly speaking, if the if this narrative wasn't Tolkien and wasn't Lord of the Rings and all the pomp and circumstances that come with that, um, I don't think it would have worked. I think it would have. I think it would have been considered worse than what it was. But that's just from a writing perspective, because I think, as you guys all pointed out, there's a lot of things, and just pointing to the tenth, the eighth episode, the finale itself, you know, I just. I was sitting there and I'm watching and I'm just like, they set this red herring up and it doesn't make sense in the end. Like, like why, how do they not know that that's not Sauron? Like that just doesn't make sense to me. But then I thought the reason it doesn't make sense is because not many things have been really established and grounded in this world yet. Mm. And in turn, in, in a way that isn't passing, you know, or, a fleeting glance of you know this because you know the story of these individuals, and well, I think that. Context, if I may interrupt, for context, why do you think it was obvious that they that that it was Sauron? What the um, that it wasn't Sauron? Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think for me it was just it seemed that if that's Sauron, then you're going way off, way off book man like it's in terms of the adaptation like that that doesn't track at all of of sauron's activities during that time how okay. was more closer to it but then my issue with that is if if do you not make galadriel in the end look like a total idiot because mm. if sauron was with her this entire time i don't know i just didn't the 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 twist was okay for what it was worth, but I would have rather seen more of a kind of developed build between Halbrand being there and working with Celebrimbrar in a way that wasn't just all of a sudden, here we go, and now we're supposed to roll with this. It, again, that speaks to the larger issues that they have with um, not really developing these characters, turning this story more into a Hollywood narrative in its pace, you know, good Ladriel on this journey of, of revenge to, 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 to seek out Sauron. And, you know, honestly, if you know anything about the, the story, Ladriel honestly would not seek out Sauron on her own because she stands no chance against him. <laughs> and she would, and she would know that. So I don't know. It's just it's just um, some things, some some narrative choices. It all comes down to narrative choice, and I think the narrative choices that they made in the first season, you know, not giving us any real kind of um, payoff to the Dwarven storyline, other than okay, Durin is temporarily, I guess, disinherited, um, and then you have the Balrog uh, emerging from 
the the uh the mithril uh disruption or whatever um yeah i just i'm not out of it either i i want to see a season two but for now i don't think they've as just as a story being told they've done enough to make me really care about this and invest in it you know honestly each episode was kind of like oh it's on so i'm gonna watch it but it became laborious i agree with you cam it was there was times where it was like okay boom you got me you know but then it just goes down from there and you don't feel that building to anything other than okay we're waiting to see where who sauron is and we're waiting to find out who this tall guy that's following the 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 hardfoots around and and honestly at this point i'm a hundred percent convinced it's gandalf and no no i i will i will be very surprised that if it's another character but i'm a hundred percent sure that that's that that that's supposed to be gandalf for this iteration of what they're doing uh uh for that for that series but and then you know the rings the rings itself, the 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 all of a sudden now Galadriel Galadriel, Galadriel is on board with making these rings, and even though you know she knows Sauron is what how brand was Sauron and all and all these things, there wasn't enough in between those two plot points that made it stick. So, sorry. I want to add something to what you said. You, you made a really good point. Uh, Galadriel mm. was so smart. She she's like the Olivia Pope. That's insulting and accurate at the same time. <laughs> yeah, like no, because in Scandal, <sighs> like badass until she found her Achilles heel, which is the white president, and right. she would do the most asinine things to, for Saxon. So wh- whereas. Uh, Galadriel is smart and cunning and on top of it couldn't see the obvious in front of her. It didn't make no sense. And for a show to be called Rings of Power, we didn't get rings until the last episode. Into into the last few moments of the episode. And that that really bothered me in a way because I I thought to myself, okay, instead of this, this cockamamie let's trick the audience with these gimmick twists we could have had Halbrand in um, the Elven give had a reason earlier for him to be next to Kelebimbra or something like mm-hmm. that, in which we see him doing these manipulative things. Maybe it's subtle because I don't even think that that twist needed to be who is Sauron as much as what the fuck is Sauron doing and how is he manipulating them into creating these rings? Mm-hmm. I would have much rather have have found out in episode three who Sauron was and where he was if I could see what he's doing and how it's disrupting the peace that was achieved post-Morgoth or thought to be achieved. You, I didn't care much about the, the Arvin whatever the elf guy the black elf name is. I, I didn't, you know, like that that storyline other than the orcs and our, you know the creation of of of, of Mordor and uh, again we've already you guys tr- talked about it too many things that are not connecting so hopefully in season two for them they scale back on a lot of this sort of trying to twist the audience and 
and trick them into this mystery of who's who and who's where and just kind of lay out the story um, in a way that's building to, you know, these great battles that we know are coming, these these moments that are that are going to be key, the, the 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 changing of the world, if that happens in in in, in this uh, in this adaptation, which seemingly it is going to happen. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff to, to cover because Tolkien's world is extremely detailed and, 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 and rich in that way. So if I'm a person that's not familiar with Tolkien and I tried this out, I would be confused by that eighth episode because, again, there's not a lot of things that they're, they're hooking into and developing. We had four or five episodes where the stranger pops off with his magic and scares Nori, and then that's it. <laughs> and then we yeah. go on to the next episode where something similar happens, and that's it. So, got it. They got to pick it up, figure it out. But I, I'm, 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 I will watch a season two because I am a Tolkien fan, and I do think like the balance. It is good to see a world of magic and hope, and and you know. Um, that sort of version of high fantasy as i always say tolkien is the original so i i understand why some of the people in the tolkien world get so razzled when they see this yeah not from a a, oh you cast a black elf no not from that perspective but because tolkien had a very idiosyncratic way of telling stories and if you're going to adapt his work, you have to kind of pull from that. And you have to, at least, that's why Peter Jackson's films are so, well, the the, the, the the Lord of the Rings trilogy are so great because it captures the essence of what Tolkien's world is and what his myths are. Yeah, that's Say again? There was one thing that bugged me. Uh, I also wanted to relate that uh, Sauron's character reminded me of Cassian Andor in Rule One. I couldn't tell if he was good or bad because, like, mm. what was the re? It sounded like he actually wanted to do good. Maybe I need to read into the lore of this down period for Sauron because he was like, "I told you, I didn't want to do this. I told you, I was a smith. I told you, I got this." So he was telling the truth the whole time, and it kind of comes off as like, was he really trying to do good and heal the world? Cause that's what uh, Aldar Aldar was telling. He was like he was trying to heal the world before he turned bad or something. So I'm a little confused on how they were trying to portray Sauron just roaming the world, trying to get to Numenor and just get there, or was it he was really that cunning to play like possum and this was his uh, Kaiser Soze role until he mm. got to where he needed to be, and then the big reveal is like I'm Sauron. And I've been I've been doing this whole thing, so I was a little confused by that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How they were pushing that narrative because it made it look like it, it looked like Galandriel, the fool, when he was like, "Look, I told you I didn't want to do this, but now you yeah. brought me here. Now I'm gonna be the badass." Well, that's and that's my point because again, it, we know that he could not have thought he could craft the rings in Numenor because he needed. Uh, Elvin Smith, Elvin Magic, Magic right. Smith to to do it. So the idea that he wasn't trying this whole time, he wasn't trying to manipulate his way to uh, what's the, the 
Kellabrimbra's uh uh Lindor? No, is Linden. Linden is uh is is Gil Gil Gilgalad. Gilgalga. Gilgalga. <laughs> that's that's it's it's something with an e help me out it's it's what's uh what's it's error area whatever he i'll fit i'll get it right but he he the fact that he's not trying to get there at, in any way and that galandriel kind of seemingly brings him there by pure coincidence <laughs> or circumstance it doesn't, it doesn't, a region, yes, a region. If he, why wasn't he trying to get there on his own accord before he finds a Galadriel? You know, why was he going to stay in Numenor and not, I don't know. I, I, but again. I mean, one, one, of the, one of the things that jumped out at me was just how quickly they came up with a solve for what Sauron was trying to put into play. I was like, well, he wants three rings. We should give him four. We should make four. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what, do you, what do you mean by that? Sorry. What do you mean by that? So it was just really fast and really like, you know, like it didn't feel it. I don't know. It just, to me, it just felt underbaked. Like, here's this conundrum. Sauron has now made, has now forced us to make three rings. He no, wants three rings. That's incorrect. So, that's incorrect. Correct me. Correct he, me if I'm he wrong. Made one, he made one ring to uh-huh. control the flesh men. Once he left, they made three more rings without the influence of Sauron. So throughout the the lore, they Mm -hmm. couldn't, Sauron couldn't influence the three elves. Right. Because Uh, he was not there for that process. He left after he made the one ring. In season two, we're going to get all the other rings he creates that's going to be controlled. So when he clicks on the the, the gauntlet, everybody's going to be under control except on three elves because they made those in secret without his influence. That's why. Well, wait. So how many rings did they make? Right now, it's four. He made one ring. Then after he left, they made three more and said, we do this for ourselves and not with the influence of Sauron. Oh, okay. I misunderstood the count then and what the... Okay, I didn't think that he made made the ring. I didn't... That's that's my assumption after he bounced. Because when did he do that? I mean, we saw him... We saw saw them working on the ring and then he confronted Galadriel. They go Mm -hmm. through that sequence of of him him (laughs) doing the magical beating her up or whatever and then... Mm -hmm. He leaves, and then they create the three. So I don't see when he creates the the one ring, um, and then they make the decision to create. I see when they make the decision to create the three, but where right. did he create the one? Are we just to assume? And that's a big thing. That's a big when thing. He so he, he either assumed that, he, that that ring was made because he bounced, or who's going to make that one ring? Or does but he have the technology to make that ring? Mm-hmm. If, yeah. I, if I'm watching this and I don't know that fact, yeah, and I don't see like it. Me? Exactly. So this is the Achilles heel of Ring of Power. It helps to be familiar with the story, right? The source. If you're coming in as fresh, this may, unless you're a diehard high fantasy type of person, you're just willing to just dive into it. If you're not familiar, it's going to be a tough watch. If you're familiar, you have a little bit more patience with this because you know there's going to be some things that's going to pay off. And yeah, right. Already know like what's ahead. We're just seeing. It's just like watching House of the Dragon. We know what happened in the future. Now we want to see what's how that is, these events led, or we just want yeah. to know this particular era. 
And I think that's, and I think that's, it, I, I agree with you. That's the Achilles heel of the whole overall show. Like they assume a lot. And so mm-hmm. if you were coming into this cold, like if I'm 13, 14, I've never seen any, I've heard, I've watched the movies maybe, but maybe not like all of them. Or maybe I just, maybe I only watched the, the, the prequels, like the Hobbit you know, four movies or whatever. So you're right. I think that's, it, it, it adds to a level of assumption that like, that you have to kind of just generally like they're assuming you, you're familiar with the lore and I think, but then from just from a filmmaking standpoint, yeah, I was, I just assumed that the reason why Sauron left is because he already had his ring, but I didn't see that. And so like, in my mind, I was then, then when they actually started to make the three, I was like, oh wait, they didn't make the other ones. I thought they were like, I thought, I literally thought as rings of power that our, the final scene was going to be making them making all the rings for everybody. The, the right. And all that. Well, yeah. then they then, play the, the song is the, is what goes over the, the credit sequence, the, the whole song, you know, Three for the L or whatever it goes. I'm not gonna sing it. Yeah. Um, and one to control we the like law. You know? <laughs> well, that you, we all like things, and you know, I'm not a witch. <laughs> I'm not. Gonna... <laughs> but yeah, no, right. um, what I think is gonna I happen. Wanna like say... what Lord Rings of Power, or excuse me, Lord of the Rings. I came in at not knowing what the hell that was. I never heard of Lord of the Rings. The movies were done in a way which forced me to read the books, which got me into the movies. After the first one. I read all three books before the second one came out, and I was hooked. I was like, because I never heard of this. Never grew up reading Tolkien, nothing. Mm. Lord of the Rings was my entry point to this whole Tolkien world, and then I went back and did the whole world. The whole uh, no, world. no Hobbit animated movie? No, well, never. Lord wow. of, well, Lord of the Rings was extremely, wow. extremely well done. I can't, I can't stress that mm-hmm. enough. Not even just from a, an adaptation, but from a cinematic perspective. You know, I think... I think you're right. I think you do, in order to go along with this series, need to bring in some prior knowledge. Now, having said that, that presents a problem for Amazon long term because they invested in a well, we don't need to rehash that. It's the, the, the most expensive TV series in history. So if you cannot grow your audience beyond the token fan base and the people who just like general fantasy, and over time and hook them in a way that, okay, I may not know everything, but I can go along with some things in order to keep me interested for what's coming next, then that's going to be long-term problems for their sort of overall plan, I think, for Amazon. For the Mm -hmm. series, it'll be fine because I think, you know, it'll rate well, but, you know... Yeah, and I think that's the thing overall. It's like it's interesting because because like I it's crazy that you know Josh brought up the animated series because that was my introduction. My introduction was I actually read The Hobbit, um, um, or the Lord of the Rings, the first one, and then I had watched the movies, uh, the cartoons at the time. Mm-hmm. And then from once I finished the cartoons, then I went back and read like the other books. Um, so when the when the real stuff came out at that time, and it was, and I remember because when Lord of the Rings came out. I think Harry Potter was out at the same time, around the same, like uh, I think it was like the second one. It was around something like that. But I didn't yeah, watch right. any. Yeah, I didn't watch any of the Harry Potters because I'm like, why am I watch this this stuff when Lord of the Rings is out? Like this is mm-hmm. far superior. And I didn't watch Harry Potter until well way later. And you know, again, I enjoyed it. But um, I think you're right. The because they if they're they're leaning in heavy on hey you you already kind of know this. We're just filling in the in the gaps. And I think that's something that they just didn't pull off as well. And I think that's the thing. Um, what's it called? Uh, yeah, in in contrast, like we'll talk about uh, House of Dragons later, but I think that's something that they pull off a little bit better. 
um, of, about filling in some of those gaps. And I think for Rings of Power, for the parts that we really enjoy, we're, we're more just like, ah, I wish you guys would have done this better. Ah, you, you're mm. almost there. Like, yeah, I can see, I, I see what you're trying to do. You can see the the visual, like you guys said, the visual world is amazing. And it, you see the potential. The acting is pretty good. Um, and every every there are a lot of good things in favor for it. That's why I said it, is, it shouldn't be said that I, don't, I think everybody should give season two a chance because they, you know, we it was only eight episodes. So, you know, we know that they one of the other reasons why I'm going to give them a chance is because they went in with a five year plan. So they know where they're going. Even if the execution is going to be rocky, they know they have a, a beginning, middle and end for where they're taking this thing. And I respect that. And I can get behind that because often in the best examples of TV history, they're, they're the series where the, the writers go in, they say, hey, here's five, my five year plan. This is how the story's going to go. And that's that. Breaking Bad. Babylon 5. All the best ones did it. So again, for that reason alone, I'll be there for season two. And I will say this to end it. Like, uh, it, like for the expanse, there was no way in hell I was watching that after I seen the guy that played Punisher, and I was like, hell no. Josh had to convince me <laughs> yeah. to stick with it. Because I was highly skeptical, skeptical, and it paid off. Like I had yeah. nothing to do with that dude. I was like, I don't never want to watch anything this guy's had any, anything associated with. And I am glad I stuck with it. So hopefully we can get that same type of magic going forward where we can all look back and say season one was meh, but it picked up. And if they and if or we say what, season what? one, these things, all of this good stuff makes season one look better in the in the rewatch because yes. yeah. inevitably we'll rewatch it and maybe that's the thing I maybe you need to watch it in the binge situation where you go one two three you just watch it yeah yeah wire season yeah. two a lot of people hated wire season two and then when you watch the whole season you go back you like the season two was important it was great i love yeah. it it was great when i first saw it but a lot of people didn't see the vision because they wanted yeah because it was so different from yeah. the first and season. Yeah. and i think also too i think um if they would have not have called it season one and they called it part one i think we have a different uh understanding of it as well so i was thinking about this i was thinking about that as well if they were like hey part one's eight episodes part two's eight episodes then we're kind of, then we'd be a little bit less forgiving where we're like oh this is a full season now we're with, like we're expecting a, a certain level of narrative for me, anyways. Yeah, I, I mean, think it's, it's, it's weird. Have four season now. eight episodes though, Cam. Like, yeah, no, it's true. It's some true. do it better than others, but yeah, it, Tolkien and it, it, it's, it's a lot, man. Well, I think stripping all those things away, if you got the eight episodes, then you know you have to deliver on that beginning, middle, and end of that arc of a serial drama, and so again. I hope for them in the next round that they understand that now. And even with the plan that they got going forward, they can wrap it back around and kind of make sense of some of the stuff that we saw in season one or not, and just move forward and fix the issues that they had in the, in the, in their freshman season. I think these are two guys that, that are the, the showrunners have never done a series before. Go figure. <laughs> nice being, you know, you know, it's it's good to, it's it's good to be it's good to be in in a certain position sometimes, huh? Hey, fellas. 
but I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I was like, I was muted. I was like, yeah. No, you're right though. I think I think that's it. I think overall, I think you know, it's one of those things where we're glad we watched it. We're gonna watch season two, but we're just kind of like in that in that you know teetering. Like, yeah, I I, I would. Like, you know what? Let's do this. We'll go around to finish it up. You know. Would you recommend it right now for someone to watch the the full eight episodes, Josh? Who would I would I recommend someone watch um, Rings of Power? Yep. Um, not everyone. No, I think it's a certain type of person, a certain type of attention span, a certain attention to narrative mm. that you gotta have um, at least a fleeting familiarity with the with lord of the rings lore i think there's some there's some requisites that have to come with that recommendation i don't think it's okay. for everyone cam uh, i i don't think anybody that's unfamiliar with rings of power would not watch it like mm-hmm. if you in some capacity if you watch lord of the rings you're into it you're gonna watch rings of power mm-hmm. um someone who has not ever watched anything uh of this 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 whole story um what i recommended if they said hey you got any new shows i'm like hey if you like high fantasy check this out you may or may not like it it's not that bad man i watched merlin and that was bad and I like that type of stuff wizards dragons mm. king arthur so i'm gonna tune in yeah right. if, you're, if you're into that type of stuff you're gonna you're gonna pick you're gonna watch and just give it a season. You know, if you're a savvy, you know, TV person like you know, some of us here, or you've been in the industry and you know good writing, you may turn off, turn off like episode three. It may not be your cup of tea, even though you may like that that genre. It depends on the person. Is this worth watching? Yes, in certain aspects. I mean, 90% of the time you're gonna watch this stuff, especially if you're into it. You don't have to be a total right. fan, you're gonna give it a shot and be like, hey, I'm gonna check it out. And then maybe two episodes, three episodes in, you'd be like, this ain't my cup of tea, you move on. I wouldn't say this is not worth watching. There are shows that are not worth watching. I don't think this is one of them. So, yes, I would recommend this to other people. And then D? I agree with that last part. There are shows that are not worth watching, and this ain't one of them. Um, but mm. have, but with that in mind, no, I would not recommend it to uh, to everyone. But like every like has been said by the other fellows on the on the panel, I would recommend it to people who like high fantasy, who like, uh, you know, the magic in the world of this medieval high fantasy sword and sorcery um, storytelling. Watch it. I mean, give it a chance. I think that's, it's worth a chance. It's worth giving a shot. You know, I can't speak for Will of time or any of the <laughs> any other thing else hey. but rings of power is worth giving a shot you know they put some effort into it um they're gonna they're on a learning curve but if you like token if you like high fantasy if you like the sword and sorcery go for it yeah i, I will say this it, you know the wheel of time and rings of power were bun- bundled together as a panel at comic-con People slept through the panel and were almost out of their chairs for the Rings of Power panel. Mm. Just saying. Mm. Mm. People want to watch it, man. Like, again, it is what it is. 
Did Will the Will of Time get the second season? Yeah, I, have no idea. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, oh, it wow. does. It does. I, I only know, and I only know that because they they beat us in the head with that at Comic Con. Oh yeah, I was saying they probably they probably a third season probably going to be really 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 tight for them. It, depending on what happens with with Rings of Power, I would assume. I think it's going to be necessary based on the little bit that I've seen and what they how they seem to be setting up. It seems like it's absolutely necessary that you like it's almost a waste of time doing season two unless you're going to do a season three mm, for, for the story they seem to be. Yeah. All right. Well, 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 we'll, we'll skip that since nobody watched it. I've watched the first season, first episode. That's a whole nother conversation, but I could not um, make it through the first episode. I fell, I fell asleep. <laughs> A world record for me, four attempts. I yeah, fell asleep on all, all four attempts. Will of time. Right yeah, will of time. Yeah. 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 You, so. good, you good people told me not to turn it on, so I won't. <laughs> Bro, I'm just saying I'm re- I'm holding out until I read at least the first novel. So once yeah. I do mm-hmm. that, then I'll check out the first season. But for now, yeah. Rings, Will of Time is not on my list to watch. Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm a huge Roseman Pike fan, but so I, know. I can't do it. I am too, but... I got my principles. <laughs> is is uh, House of the Dragon out for it? Yes. Again? Yeah. Finale? Yeah, it, it dropped today. It was, all right, uh, I'm going to watch it right after this. All right. Yeah. Um, all right. So, you know, we'll, in, with that, we'll uh, we'll sign off. And um, everybody out there, you know, check out Rings of Power. It's something that was super interesting. Um, you probably, If you're listening to this, you probably already did check it out. So, um, this is the table. This is the table of truth. This is Blurred Blinds, and we are out. Laters. I know that's Gandalf, man. He, yeah, the, no, look, the stuff look. he's saying, the fact, and Brandy isn't uh Eleanor Brandyfoot uh, uh ancestor to uh to to, to Bilbo and Frodo. Yes, yeah. the there's the no way she's not. Are, I don't even know that for a fact, and I know there's no way she's not. You no, know, but the Harfoots are a distant cousin of the Hobbits. Uh, right, but, but I think but Eleanor Brandy Brandyfoot. Is specifically because I remember reading recently because I read The Hobbit recently. I remember Gandalf mentioning her mm-hmm. to Bilbo and the fact that he went on an adventure with her, and okay. he was using using her as an example as a way to 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 kind of uh, push Bilbo into taking the unexpected journey. So that's how mm. I re- I remember her when I was like, I was like, Eleanor Brandyfoot, where do I know that name? That's well, why see, I know that's Gandalf. Well, that's a deep cut because I can just go by when he said, follow your nose. Well, that's the, that's the, that's mm. the, that was the low hanging fruit. Yeah, right there. But then there's also when he, the, the, when he did that power move and it's, it got black behind him. Yeah. Like, oh, Gandalf and the, the fireflies, the, yeah. the, the fire, the fact yeah. that, yeah, like there's so many elements that leads his to be Gandalf, even though it does not fit the timeline of when Gandalf should be there, because Gandalf does not arrive until the third age. We're in the second. What age. told me that they weren't they weren't going by that is the yeah. fact that is the Sauron reveal. It's, yeah, no, it, and it's fine. Yeah. It's not a big deal. Again, the. Look, once they got rid of uh, Tom Bombadil, I was like, hey, it's a free-for-all. You do whatever you want to do. You know what I'm saying? Because in my opinion, Tom Bombadil is a major character, but you can't translate that well without having, like, that's a whole different ball game. You can't do that in a movie because mm-hmm. that's a whole different character. For someone to be not influenced by the ring, why? You need to know his story. 
you can't do that with that, and that'd be it's just not gonna move the movie. And it's it's it's. Well, Tom deal in it of in it of itself is a, it's just one of the big the biggest mysteries of yeah. Tolkien's universe. Even the book doesn't really explain who he is. They just say Tom Bombadil is Tom Bombadil. Yeah, you know? like it's again, like I said, there's a lot of stuff littered, a lot of academia written on on that figure, and like I said the most prevailing theory is that that's one of those devices where the author writes it himself into the story. Yeah. It's Jack Kirby from Marvel. <laughs> yeah, like it's they art writers have done that a lot in literature, and I think Tolkien probably did that with Tom Bombadil, which is why that that character is so cagey, but also very, in a way, godlike in what he says about himself mm. and yeah. in, in his knowledge of everything. Yeah, Thank you. yeah. Nah, he's neither that or he's Iluvatar in 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 come to the world and wear the cloth of man. Yeah, mm. yeah, no, nah, that makes sense. But so you go argue Iluvatar is is sovereign is uh is talking too. So. <laughs> like I said, season two will. I don't want to say make or break, but it will just be like all right, because in my opinion, like when the writers put this story in, like they they. They said we're gonna okay you five. There's a plan, so yeah. you want to hope that this pays off. You, they're, they're, yeah. Okay, we understand season one is gonna be like this. Yep. Wait till season two. Wait yeah. till season three. And, so and I, I, I was gonna actually say the I was gonna almost explain it similar to like the Expanse, where when people try to watch that first four or five episodes, and it, it's kind of slogs along because it is quiet and it's like it takes a little bit to get through, but then the payoff is so good. And I was like in my head, I'm like this is kind of feeling that same way. And look at what they're doing, because I think that's the thing about the later seasons of The Expanse, then they in, they in, amplify what was going on in the first yep. in the first season in those episodes. So if that happens and again, they they double time win because you get the 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 rare honor of saying that this guy was wrong about you. And then <laughs> you also get the, the pleasure of having people be like, oh, I'm going to go back and rewatch it in, in many, many, many times. Yeah. Again, it's, it's, it's kind of, the beginning becomes inconsequential if the journey and the destination is boom. Yeah, 100%. That's the big reason why Game of Thrones is looked up on with ill will now, because the journey was so great, and then the destination was a fucking was a fucking uh, popcorn fart, you know. So now people resent going back on the journey. So yeah, because they know where it ends up. Um, yeah. All right, all right, fellas. I'm I'm, uh, I'm getting kicked out by my landlord, aka my nine year old nephew. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I, like, can, I get, can I get my room back? I'm like, you know what? <laughs>